Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith, and as always, I am joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Grieve. Well done. Not bad. Not great on the pronunciation, but not bad on the name. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now, it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we get into the studio. I mean, this is the first time we've got into the studio for a very long time. And we talk about what we loved, hated, and rated about the film. Now, the beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home. Join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. This week's film has been chosen by Jack for me and Ben and you guys at home to watch. And it is the Norwegian subtitled classic Headhunters. But before we get into talking all things Headhunters, as always, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Washing machine broke for me. <laughs> How? Right, I've just got this oh. wash. It's it, right. It's brand new. It's an all singing, all dancing. LG. Good. Good. Uh, lots of different programs. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got ten minute on. quick wash. It's got them all. Silk. <laughs> it's got, I'm on. Everything. I'm on. Got you. The gasket. So the little seal. Yeah. Ripped. Oh. Gone. Flood. Yeah. Water just pissing out. Is it new, or did you get it off? Brand new. Cost a grand. I mean, it's expensive for a washing machine. Is it iron it as well? grand on a washing machine? On a washing machine, because it's it's all singing, all dancing. It's not one of those two, it better be dancing, and I'm going to need some songs. Washer dryer? No, no, because they're shit. Washer dryers are shit. They are shit. But it's a kick, isn't it? A thousand pounds? Is it not got that one with two drums? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get the duvet in. It's right. the full massive, whoosh, massive. huge massive. gone. Did you put your smalls in. And well, I've, I've rang them up, LG, to kick off, and they've gone right. Well, uh, we'll send you a part out, and a guy will come and fix it. A month. That's what they've said it's going to take. So I'm literally washing socks and shit in the bath. So, <laughs> for a thousand pounds, what does this washing machine? do that another washing machine doesn't do well you can do the duvet once a year you can do pillows you can get yeah. all that well, you in. can do that no you can't machine. no ours is, i tell you what ours is an absolute stunner 99 pound candy and it is absolutely brilliant well, isn't it ours broke and the one that broke was from 1998 which is a year i was born yeah 
and we literally have got cheapest chips in it. Cheapest chip, great. absolutely bang if you need it. Yeah. Now, here we go. Right. I fixed our dryer. If you can get the part, you sh- you can replace it yourself. Yeah. I'm sure it's simple, but yeah. they've said the part's going to take that long. Oh, I see, I see. I'm like, why? So you've got a month oh, without washing clothes. Yeah. Which is why you're wearing that. I mean, I'm wearing, wearing mothbitten jumpers. <laughs> and you had to do the underpant washing the... Yeah. What did you And use? it made the papers. Did it? Me washing my knickers in the bath made the... Okay. P- made You've the been pa- a bit camp there, because... You must have put it on Instagram. No one's just, well, yeah, no one's just imagined yeah, and gone. Did. I wonder what Jack's doing this no, week. No, but how's that a story? Can you not just get a replacement washer? Well, that's that's what I've said. I've said if it's going to take a month for the part, just take this old shit away and give me a brand brand new one. They sold it to you broken. Did it work once? No, it's it's worked for like a month. It's a month old. But that shouldn't be happening. Seal's ripped. What have you put in there, Jack? Nothing. Just clothes. What have you washed in there? It's clothes. Have you washed your trainers in no. there? No. I still can't get over it. You spent a thousand pounds on a washing machine. Because it's silent. Like I, Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's silent. So you I, can't hear I, you can't hear anything. It goes. You can't have ours on and watch good. a film. He, did the, he did the sound of it not making a sound. I made my lips as I was doing a sound, but nothing was coming out. Like that, very good. So it doesn't dry and it doesn't wash. But, <laughs> so what does it do? But the lights are good and it doesn't yeah. make a sound. Yeah. Coulson? Not a lot. Um, Travelled back from Portugal. Watched Lady Bird, the ET mm. recommendation. Oh, did you? Yeah. What did you think? You haven't seen it, have you, Joe? No. Um, it's all right. It's, it's not amazing. I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was... Mm. Five Oscars, five Oscars. I didn't yeah, it's amazing. I thought it was a good millions. Is I mean, it was a it, it's a coming of age <laughs> film. It's a great then. One. Millions is a great one because you can just bring it back. Papadopoulos was the one in that series, wasn't it? You could just bring it back, and then millions. It's like getting pissed at the wedding. Yeah, you can always bring it back. Millions. There was a line that I loved of um, they're putting on like this amateur dramatic show in the school, and the drama teacher turns around and goes, "Right, let's play a game." Okay, everyone sit in a circle. We're going to play a game. The game is first person to cry wins. <laughs> and then they're all sat in this circle. And then the drama teacher just starts crying. But it was a perfect runtime for yeah, a flight back. I think it's a good film, but I understand it might not be right. Yeah, I watched Blue Story as well on the. I like play. that. Yeah, I've seen it twice. I've seen it in the cinema. I've not seen it. It's a bit. You talking about Hamilton reminded me of it. Okay. So it's like. It's based in London and it's basically. The story of the Lewisham gang versus the Peckham gang, but it's a musical. Okay. Is it like a West Side Story raps? It's like Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? His girlfriend gets murdered. Does he like the girl from the other gang? No. He... Oh, hold on, I'm thinking of a different film. What are you thinking I of? They don't sing in it, it's not a musical. Well, they don't, they don't sing, but it's the, di- like the director is a rap, is, is rap man, and he narrates it through rap. Yeah, but it's not like a musical. They're not breaking they, they, out into songs. No, they don't sing. No, the fine. narrator sings, and you often like it, it'll go from a scene, and then it'll pan, and it'll find this guy walking down the street rapping, and he kind of narrates the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Blue Story. You will. It's on Netflix yeah. now. It's good. And what else have I done? Football, obviously. Um, Leeds won a game, which is helpful. Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. Um, a bit null bit and void. Squid in it yeah. this week, but isn't it squib? It was it squid? 
Oh, it does. Damp squib. I thought it was squid. Damp squid. (laughs) (laughs) The visual studio. We come with the visual studio with the shittest what have you been doing this week? (laughs) But then I guess the big news is we are in a visual studio for the first time ever. And it's the first time we've been back in studio since we recorded... Damp squib? I think, yeah. Damp squib? Yeah. What what is a squib? I don't know, but I thought it, a situation or event which yeah. is more or less impressive than expected. A moment of power is uh, a damp squib. I've also got the same definition, though, for damp squid. Ooh, <laughs> controversial. <laughs> Let's put it out to the audience. Although we're talking of damp squib and damp, damp squid. Yeah. My girlfriend thought it was the shit hits the van. <laughs> you get the same outcome. But I like that. God, because when the shit hits the van. The shit hits the van. I like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Much worse than the fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, before the shit hits the van on what we've been up to this week, shall we start talking all things headhunters? Yeah. Go. Are you going to do it in Norwegian? No. It will be impressive. Listening to it, it's a beautiful language. It was really nice (laughs) having it on. I mean, I've got a confession to make straight off the bat. Oh, you didn't. No, because you could have found it. I couldn't. I couldn't. Do you want me to talk? I I was on the phone to Apple TV, Ben. We haven't updated it then. No, because I bought it in English. Yeah, I'd have had to have waited forty-eight hours. Ah. To have then bought it again. But you bought it in English. Not knowingly. Not until it started. And I was like, why is it an American it accent? Said, it says dubbed. But it, yeah. you, I kind of just thought that I would be able to buy it and it. be able to change. I've even changed Apple TV to Norwegian. Great layup, though, Jack. The Norwegian, that language is beautiful. <laughs> I've got a confession. But I have seen it before. In the, yeah. Yeah. I have seen it in Norwegian. Okay, okay. Is the acting. As good. I always find the person yeah, doing the voiceover shit. It's never as good. Do you know what? After 10 minutes of being really pissed off about the fact, yeah. it was all right, right, but it was American. Yeah. But yeah, so that's um, that's that's the awkward. Should we get into the synopsis? Go. Yeah. So, Headhunters, like Colson says, is a Norwegian film written by Joe Nesbo, who's an acclaimed Norwegian writer. And it basically follows... Roger Brown, who's a headhunter, he's in recruitment. So he recruits people in top flight jobs like CEOs of companies and stuff like that. And basically what he does is he gets to know them, what their interests and hobbies are, and he works out if they've got any expensive art. And what he does when he finds that out is he robs them, steals their art, and then sells it on the black market. He steals a piece of art off this guy who is recruiting, but unfortunately for him, he's like a military hitman. So he steals this painting, but then this guy comes after him. Tadlong. Oh, what? It was a tadlong. But okay, yeah, tough, tough it was a, it was a tadlong. Tad. It was good, but it was a tadlong. Couldn't have got much shorter. There, I just think it? he, I think he built up his job a little bit much. Well, it's headhunters, isn't it? And yeah. sort of explaining why it's called headhunters. Yeah. It's a play on words because headhunters yeah. is obviously someone who's in, in recruitment agency, yeah. but it, the play on words is that someone goes after his head, hunts his head. Very good. It's clever. Very good, very good. He wouldn't have got that because he watched. He didn't watch <laughs> So a different question to usual. We normally ask how you watched it, what your setup was, but because this is a film that obviously Jack 
loves and put Ben onto and then put me onto and now has put the podcast onto. How did you first come, come across, across this film? I was in HMV. Oof. Do you remember that? We're remember them back. days? We're going back. And it was um, three for two Blu-rays by three for I three knew you had it on DVD. You know when I texted you last yeah, night, yeah. I knew you had it on DVD. Yeah, I did. And, um, that on DVD? Well, that's what I was trying to ask yeah, when I was yeah. sat watching it with an American and voiceover. I ju- and I, I read John Nesbo books. So he wrote The Snowman. Yeah. The... Which is a film that's come out recently. Yeah, but it's an American. It wasn't as good because it's an American version. They just bought the rights. Yeah. Funnily enough, America has bought the rights to re-release Headhunters as an American release. Yeah. Good, good story. They bought the rights while they were making the Norwegian version, but they haven't yet. When was it made? The Norwegian must have been two thousand eleven. Eleven around that time. Yeah. Um, Ben, how did you watch this film? My son watched it with me. Oh yeah, loved it. And actually, my kids are very good because they'll give it the first minute. So for someone like Millions, first 30 seconds, walked out. He says, I'll see what it's like. And then was in for the whole thing. Sat in the chair, loved it. So me and him watched it. Do they watch many subtitles films, kids? The great thing about my kids is I think they do and they have no reaction to it being in subtitles. None. So if it's in subtitles or not, you've got to remember also a lot more stuff is coming on in Netflix, whether it... It, bilingual it's awesome yeah. a lot of it's subtitles the one thing that is good because they've all they've watched um, Squid Game Squid Game but the heist one Money Heist Money Heist yeah. in Spanish I watched that dub is what they won't watch it dubbed they will yeah. only ever watch the subtitles so that's something that's really good also on social media nowadays everything's subtitles if you know it yeah. even when they're speaking English yeah like an English audience, yeah, there's yeah. still subtitles yeah. that are in English. You did it the other day on your Instagram, I noticed that, yeah. You, but I put a song, I put, the yeah, song it was still it. very clever. I was, was like, clever. it's very te- well, did you put technically it over your advanced. Wash, you're washing your <laughs> what song would you put over that? Washing your undies, car wash comes to mind, <laughs> car wash, car wash, <laughs> Rolls Royce, it's not Ro- is it Rolls Royce, yeah, yeah, car- Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce. So, Headhunters. Yeah. Um, as Jack said in the synopsis, it is a film that follows this character of Roger Brown, who is a businessman. He's clearly got a lot of money because of the house that he lives in. And he kind of says in this opening monologue, this life isn't exactly what it seems. My wife thinks I've got a lot of money. She thinks I inherited it. My job doesn't pay me that much. I can't keep living the lifestyle that I am living mm. on my salary. I have to kind of have a part-time job. A side hustle. And we meet him going to work in his office and he is interviewing a candidate for a job. And it's a job in, like, Norway's biggest um, GPS company, isn't it? So it's kind of very specific and they want a candidate to be the CEO and it's a big, big role. And straight away, you notice in this scene... It seems just like a normal interview. Mm, if you yeah. didn't know the background of what Roger Brown's side hustle was, this is just a normal Long interview. But in the interview, the questions he asks are, do you have any kids yet? Yeah, but she goes to nursery. Um, what, does your wife have a job? And he kind of starts the big to learn. Is always, 
do you have a dog? Dog, yeah. Because he's scared of yeah. dogs. Yeah, and also, yeah, it's a nightmare if the dog... Ke- I mean, crack if it was starving. Forget it, game over. So he gets people in, in the meeting and very quickly works out what their situation is, and then he talks to them about, ah, and he establishes, do they have a piece of art that is worth Because that's stealing? what headhunters do. So headhunters pre-interview for the role, and then will only put forward the two candidates they think are right but he's asking questions not only that benefit the job but also benefit benefit him him. and you know we see from this first interview that there's a guy and he's got a piece of art that's worth a quarter of a million quid so he tells him that he's got an interview the next day he knows he's out of his house because he's at this interview he knows his wife is working he knows his kids at school so he knows he's got the perfect opportunity to burgle this house and steal the artwork and it kind of shows how accomplished and how slick he is in doing so doesn't it because he's in he's out he's got a team of people that work for him in that interview he references his own art behind him yeah he says a story about the art doesn't he and you could say it's just a collection of lines and faces but it's worth x so he leads that guy into talking to about his art but it wouldn't seem funny if you asked if you went and interviewed him, go, yeah, no, we just talked about a painting. He had a painting. Yeah, I've yeah, got a painting. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's really clever. Because mm. he obviously does that with every single person. Mm. Goes, oh, look at my art. Mm. Do you have any art? Mm. Do you have a washing machine that's mm. worth a £1,000? What would he do if he said to you, do you have any art? Would you be like, I've got a Back to the Future poster in my bedroom. I've got an Alex Higgins snooker. You you would, you have got a piece of art. I've got, I've got, and there's art that's not out as well. But All right, you're it's oh, not you're, shit. What is it? That, Henry VIII is worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, having a, what it's it like having a Banksy in the flat. It's um, it's a photo, but it, it, it's art, but it's symbolic to me, which is what art should be. It's Henry, Henry VIII. VIII. Yeah, because Henry VIII was the first ever part that I played. Great casting. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that? Where was that? The school play? In, yeah, in year three, and I smashed year it. Three, yeah, that, I smashed, I smashed that, it that was, in year three. How old were you? Six. Eight. That was kind of the moment that we knew. We're, like, from, we, from we there. Knew. <laughs> we knew. That from, was the moment my mum sat there and went, oh, you're a star. From then on. You're playing Henry VIII and you're eight, and I can see it. Right, It was so it was only four. What it was is, at part junior school, each school-like form used to take on the assembly. So we would run the assembly, and it was it was my my classes, Miss Donaldson's class. It was our turn to run the assembly. And we did a show about Henry VIII, and it was only a 15-minute assembly. And I was Henry VIII, and I was fucking mint. It was that good. It was that good that we had to put the assembly on for the parents. We had to make it a show. And it was from that moment onwards that it was like, oh, okay, I want to be an actor. So I started showing interest in it. So Henry VIII was the first part that I ever played. Then being probably 18, 19, in the age that I lived with Jack, I started to really enjoy like clothes, a pair of shoes trainers. Ma- yeah it was mainly shoes because i was too fat to wear clothes <laughs> nothing fit so it was like <laughs> ace whatever asos did in 20xl and then shoes shoes anyone could fit into shoes so i used to I, <laughs> anyone's feet fits into shoes i found that as well i, I used to buy yeezys and the artwork that i've got is henry the ape in the pose of kanye west wearing yeezy butters 
Which are in my bag right now, actually. <laughs> my Yeezy butters, because I wear them to the gym. He's wearing ye- ye- Yeezys, isn't he? And he's in the pose of Kanye West, but fully, it's it's the famous portrait of Henry VIII that everyone knows. And it's done by an artist called Ruben Dangor, who is really cool. And I've got quite a lot of his stuff that's enrolled. And recently I've bought, um, you know, Joe Lysett, the comedian. Yeah. Joe Lysett, the comedian, has done a whole range called, like, Wanker. <laughs> so I've bought... Um, Wanker Orange, which is Joe Lice. It's not very good at art, but it works because it's funny. So it's um, it's a tin of Fanta that says Wanker, <laughs> and um, well, it's a painting. Yeah, I, like and yeah, Joe. There's a few of them that Joe Lice has done. I've bought about three. <laughs> so you had a significance to Henry VIII, and now you've just got <laughs> bought a painting with Wanker. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So if I was going for the job interview, they'd be straight in. Ruben Dangar's being got, cut yeah, off the wall. Got a Henry the Eighth. I do actually. I do actually. I've got the Henry the Eighth Kanye West hype beast. I feel like that. funny was. I got the feeling he'd been taught this. I know you don't go into it in the film, but he'd been taught because he says he replaces the art with a very very cheap copy, doesn't he? Mm. A lot of what you get is that the people have bought the art but don't really know what they've bought. They just have the art in their house. And then he replaced it with almost like a photocopy. Yeah. But I got the feeling like he'd sort of been told this by someone who'd done it before, like an art thief before. Well, he does say that he inherited it. So you do wonder if he inherited the money as well as inheriting the skill. And he's clearly quite, you know, he's very accomplished at it, isn't he? He, He's a very very good good. thief. Mm. He's the, using tape on his hands and everything, and gloves and bags you know, on his shoes. Look at the he's, his house is worth thirty million krona, which is two and a half mil. Okay, so it, it, it's a it's a nice house. The thing is, he can't pay for his lifestyle, so it's not just the house; it's the car, it's the gifts he buys for his mm. wife, it's the whole lot of his lifestyle. He's living above his means because we see from his first theft that. The cut that he gets from it isn't enough to buy the earrings that he's bought for his wife yeah. as the present for her opening the gallery. Well, after everything he steals, he only gets 30%, because 50% goes to whoever's buying it and getting rid of it, and then he splits, um, he gives 20% of his 50 to the guy who does all the alarms. His guy. Over, yeah. he's called. Yeah. So he's only coming out with 30% yeah. of whatever he nicks. So we meet his wife at this kind of event. She's she's opening an art gallery, ironically. And in this, we meet a few key characters. So we meet the character that is... Class. Class. He's from Amsterdam. He's a very wealthy man. And he has moved here to renovate his, like, grandma who's died's home, hasn't he? But he has been working in the rival company... Hot. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's a GPS, it's a tracking company, and I think they're based in Amsterdam, and he's now recruiting for Pathfinder, which is the rival of the company, and he's almost the perfect candidate. Yeah. We also meet the detective who has been studying art theft all across Oslo, Norway, and Europe, really, to kind of get a grasp on what has been going on. And these are key characters in the film, aren't they, that we meet in the gallery? Yeah, I don't think there's enough made of the detective. It's almost like, I wonder if they shot him more. I wonder if there are more scenes of him. That would have been more intriguing, I think. But I I just love the pace of it. And I was thinking last night as I was watching, 
the film just moves so quickly and yeah. so well. It's like every five minutes it's giving you something else and it keeps your attention and it keeps you engaged throughout, doesn't it? But you're never going to guess what happens. Watching yeah. the beginning of that film and how he looks and his life, you don't think, where's he going to end up? Because the shit he goes through yeah. Yeah. is unreal. And on a second watch, the only thing that I remembered was, because obviously in that first scene when he says, have you got a dog? I was like, oh God, what happens with a dog? Something happens with a dog. And that was the only thing that was embedded in my memory about the film. The rest of it, it was almost like it happening afresh and Mm. the twist still got me. And it is just such a great pace. So basically, Klaus, Klaus, not Klaus, 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 (laughs) in with long hair, who's the Leeds fan it's him from Game of Thrones isn't it it is yeah oh god yeah of course it is yeah I forgot it was him so basically the whole point of it is he's in massive debt isn't he and his accountant gets on the phone and there's that pivotal scene where the accountant says you're spending more than you're earning he goes don't worry I've got a plan and then you find out the plan is you're going to keep doing small bits of art, then eventually you're going to hit the one banger. You're yeah. going to hit the one Banksy or the Henry VIII. And <laughs> this is this is the Rubens, which is basically retirement money. Even fifty percent of it is retirement money. Well, this yeah. Rubens has kind of been valued at about a hundred million pounds, if not more. Like Corona, they, they've said the Corona. the val. So we thirty million was like two point five, isn't it? It's, it's a like lot. Seven, of, it's like seven million quid. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So he knows that he's kind of hit the jackpot here, and he knows where it is. He knows who's got it, and he knows exactly how he's going to get it. And it's another faultless operation. He sets up meetings. He does everything. He gets in. He steals a painting, and as he's leaving, he hears children playing, and. Him and his wife have kind of had this discussion about having kids and he's been reluctant to the fact. Mm, it's the only bit, bit of the film that's weird. What? Why? Takes his mask off. Takes his mask off. And well, it actually has no repercussions. It doesn't have any repercussions. No, but he's so precise. Hang on. Doesn't he take his mask off when he hears the phone? No, he takes it down takes it as down. he looks at the kids. Then he decides to make he's gonna, the phone yeah. call. I did wonder... Have they put that in there so that the audience thinks that is going to be his mistake? Because it is imperfect and he is perfect. And it's not his mistake. His mistake, really, is he's been making a mistake well, no, from all one. The problem the writer had, obviously, is, is how to connect mm. the wife with him. Okay, And yeah. he uses the phone in the... It's, a, it's the only bit of the story that's a bit crunchy. He's obviously thought, I need some way of him finding out and she leaves her phone and she happens to leave the phone in the bedroom yeah. in the flat that's what links them isn't it so his wife has obviously slept with the Leeds family well he rings hair. his wife and her phone and rings her phone in rings. his bedroom yeah I mean it's a good little bit in the film isn't yeah. it when it rings and you yeah. go oh yeah and it's like oh, but it's weird because you feel sympathetic for him yet he's been having an affair what's she called Lottie yeah but she's a setup, isn't she we don't know that we don't know that. Audience, we don't know that. I've the cat out of the bag. So they steal the Reuben, and he has it in his car, and it's all planned to get rid of it. But obviously, there is the issue for him that he knows that his wife has cheated on him and has slept with somebody else, and that kind of beds with him. But, you know, 
job number one is get this painting sold. He doesn't say money. anything, does he? He's just quite cold with her. Yeah. The next morning he wakes up when the painting should have been moved by his... Friend over. When yeah. over should have moved the painting. Over, over. And he finds him in his car to what he thinks is dead. Well, he's sort of slumped, isn't he? And he's, yeah. And he's obviously... He's been poisoned, and it obviously wasn't designed for him. It was designed for... Roger. 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 He's meant to sit on it. It's a, yeah. it's a little needle syringe yeah. in, embedded in his car seat. In the leather seat. So yeah. And he sits has kneeled on it to get the painting. Yep. It's put him to sleep, and then he thinks, I've got to get rid of... He's very calm and collected about getting rid of a dead body, isn't he? His mate his as mate. well. Yeah. That is a bit of, like, if I'd found you like that, what am I going to do? Is I'm it gonna... his mate? It's not really his mate, I suppose, is it? I would have put him in the washing machine. No one's opening that for a month. For a I'm month, clear. You've got a <laughs> month clear. until it gets fixed. I'm off. A month pass. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, Jack, you've walked into your car. Yeah, you've found me dead. Yeah, where would you put me? In the boot, and just leave me there. No, because I'm dri- I'm driving to the lake to see. So you. you do exactly the same. If push comes to shove, pardon the pun. Yeah, I need to to sell the what painting. Lake? What lake? Media City. <laughs> In the, the keys. In the keys. <laughs> well, what would you do with me? I'd keep you around. Just leave. No, I'd I'll go to that. Um, I talk to you. You know that sewage place that's just oh, sort just of as we drive to work. <laughs> sort of there. Yeah. I've often drove over the bridge. <laughs> over the bridge. I've often <laughs> drove past. I've there. often drove past. And the the thing is, Colson would do really what well. What you in can there. smell <laughs> is shit. Like, you can smell shit as you're driving over. So, what's the difference between that smell and a decaying corpse? So, if, your undies. <laughs> So if I'm going to put you anywhere, it's probably in there because in when the you start to rot, people aren't going to find you. I tell you what, though, you're going to have to. You're not the biggest lad. No, no. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You, you'd struggle with me in your jeans and Converse. Yeah, you might I have would. to get Ben into help. Yeah, you'd have to help me. But yeah, you, I wouldn't want to know what we're doing. So you'd have to you just blindfold. It's, no, it's not Colson. It, <laughs> it's it's you, not Colson. Have you seen Colson? Have you spoke to him? No, I haven't had a text or anything. As I'm as grab the arms, grab the arms, doing one to the suey two, three. Hey, his phone rings. Can I text him? Beep, beep, as he lands in the poo. So I'm in the sewage at Trafford Industrial Estate, but Over's not, is he? He puts him in the lake. Yeah, rocks in his pocket. And he's like, oh, and he weighs him down. And you can see he's, he's gutted that his friends died yeah. or whatever, and he's put him in the lake. Yeah. And then the fucker comes back to life. And he comes up from the, and he gasps him for air. But because he's put rocks in his pocket, he sinks. Yeah. So he thinks, fuck. So he has to jump in to save him. He saves him, gets him out, and he just keeps on saying, Natasha, Natasha, doesn't he? Who's this yeah. Russian prostitute? Yeah. And he's like, where's your house? Where's your house? He drives to his house, gets him in, and he's like, wake up, wake up. And he's all over the place because he's in- being injected with God knows what. Yeah. And he's saying, you're going to be all right, you're going to be all right. I'll get you some milk. And he's saying, take me to an hospital. And he's like, look, we're not going to an hospital. We're getting rid of the painting. We're going to have loads of money. We can still do this. We're going to be okay. You're not going to die. I'll get you some milk. That neutralises the poison. Like, he's just made that up. And we know that Uber has said that in his house, he is never never less than an arm's reach, reach from a gun. Yeah. He's got guns all over the house. He's got a gun in the fridge, hasn't he? And like the milk. When he gets in the frosties. The, that's where I keep mine. <laughs> When Roger gets the milk, Roger takes the gun and he goes back into the lounge and he's greeted. 
by Uber. Uber Uzi. <laughs> Uber the Uzi. <laughs> yeah. So it's a standoff. And he's still got the milk in his hand, is not yep. he? Because my son went, ooh. That was the only bit my son went, he would have shot him, Dad. Because he he's all over, him. He's all over and the place. That's what I said. I said, he's all over the place, son. So they have a shoot-off and... Ovi gets it. Yeah. In the head. In the head. Crack shot. Crack shot. But the milk doesn't smash, does it? Well, it, it does. does it goes, but he still keeps he holding it. I love that. It, which I is love very good. It. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So he's dead. Ovi's dead. And he's just thinking, how is this fucking escalating like this? Yeah. And Ovi's yeah. a tech guy, isn't he, with alarms yeah. and security. Yeah. And he's famously got security cameras in his house that's pointed around his yeah. house but not at the bed which is where yeah. Uber is yes and he's done that because when he has this russian prostitute come around and sleep with him his friends at the alarm company yeah. like to watch yeah. what they're getting up to yeah so they're filmed all around the house but not the bed which is where Uber's just died yeah but it only is triggered when the alarm's on isn't it yes they don't take the photo then do they no no so he leaves Uva in the house, dead. And as he kind of comes out of the house, we see Klaus, the, Klaus the chief hunter himself in a way, isn't he now in the film? And Klaus says, Roger, I need to talk to you. And obviously, we don't quite know if Klaus knows about the art or if he's just in it for the job. We, you know, We don't quite know at this point, but it is clear that his intentions aren't good. And he's gone from being this dapper guy. But he's Googled him, hasn't he? And he knows his military yeah. background. He's gone from being this dapper guy in a suit to this guy who is quite clearly a member of the armed forces. A tracking specialist. Yeah, he, you know, he's in all of his commando people. gear. The worst people to piss off. And he knows that from Google. Yeah. And he puts two and two together and thinks, I've got tracking devices on me. And that's how he's turned up at fucking Hoover's house. Yep. Yeah. Because he, he knows where I am. Yeah. So... He runs. He bolts. And he kind of decides that the tracking device might be in the car. So he thinks, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll get to the car. Takes his clothes off, doesn't he? Yeah. Cars. Switches cars, takes all of his clothes off, puts Uva's work gear on. Yeah. And he's kind of on the way. And because he doesn't know what to do, and because he kind of is in Uva's car and in Uva's clothes, he decides that he's going to go to Uva's safe space, doesn't yeah. he? And um, we're greeted by this farmer, and he says, Look, can I can I use the shack and can I park my car in the barn? And the farmer's basically like, you can do whatever you want as long as you pay me. Mm. What and I loved about that, though, was the farmer was the character. Mm. He was great. And it's clear that Uber uses this barn to sleep with his Russian prostitute. So the farmer kind of says, yeah, but you have to pay me because I don't ask any questions about what you get up to. Yeah. And I know that you get up to some yeah. dodgy, dodgy shit. shit. Well, I like the way the farmer was pissed off. Yeah. yeah. Like... It wasn't just a part. The guy was like, "No, I'm pissed off. Actually, mm. pay me." Mm. So he goes into he goes into the shed, and he has the artwork, and he goes, "I've got to hide this artwork because at the moment, this is what it's all about. He wants this. I want this. This is my golden ticket. Let's hide." Well, I was it. thinking the tracking device must be on the artwork when I first saw it. Mm. Ah, that's the only thing thought. he's kept with him. Mm. Interesting mm. thought. So he hides the artwork in this toilet, doesn't he? Like this almost... Outdoor toilet. Like Outdoor proper Shrek style. So he goes to the small loo, doesn't it? Which actually is quite roomy. Wooden seat. Yeah. Hides the painting in the roof. Good hiding place. Great hiding place. Very and good. Speaking of good hiding places, <laughs> when he sees Klaus, there is only one thing he can do. 
and it's almost a moment of disbelief. Well, in it's the that dog. Member. So that bulldog is it? A, it's the dog. No, no pit, pit bull. It's no, not. It's, it's so not. it's it's a Norwegian breed of dog that's illegal in Norway. So in effect, it's our pit bull. So you know how if you see a pit bull, you're like they're illegal in England. Yeah, that's a dog that in Norway illegal? is illegal. Are they illegal? Pit bulls are. Are they? Are they? Yeah. Anyway, big dog smells him. Yep, he's in the loo. There's only one thing he can do. He has to go in the hole, doesn't but he? But what he does brilliantly, and I never snorkel. thought about this, is he snorkel. uses a toilet roll as a snorkel. Yeah. And how deep is that shit? Because I know he's, he's five foot eight. He makes it very clear that he's five foot eight. So he gets in the loo, doesn't he? He gets in. And then he, he goes. He gets in six foot worth of shit. No, he's lying down. He's lying down, Colson. He's lying down. He's lying down. Like, it's exactly he like does, that. He does the submerge. It's Jack in the the bath with his underpants yeah he does the submerge and so he's he in a the toilet roll as a snorkel yeah. yeah and that was the bit my son loved up that's the kid it's, it's genius and then he does the next half an hour of the film covered in shit so klaus comes in the toilet looks round can't, yeah, see, can't anything, see him lifts up trap one yeah as a look Oof. hello Hello. That stinks. <laughs> and then he's looking for him. Well, where is it? And he's no network, has he, on his GPS no. track thing? No. Can't locate him. Well, no, he can't locate him because the tracker's in his hair. And right. he's, in, he's in a load of shit. Yeah. So that's when I thought, oh, it's not on the painting. It is in on him. Because he can't get him through the shit. Yeah. And then he gets he gets out of the shit. And then... Runs. Runs. Naked. Runs that, that naked. Falls over. Covered in shit. Covered in shit, which is great. Gets in the car. Car doesn't work. He's severed the battery, hasn't Severed it? the battery. Then thinks... Tractor. 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 Because that's fast, isn't it? Yep. And the one thing that we don't want is Jack's old mate, the extremely large pit bull, to come and pay a visit he needs the keys though doesn't he so he goes yeah. to the farmer yeah. to get the keys yeah. farmer's dead been murdered yeah. Klaus has done him yeah gets the keys from his pocket yeah. back to tractor and then just as he's about to get in the tractor woof woof behind him and the dog gets him and bites him oh yeah I mean that's what it's there for mm. and I mean, Jack, I'll I'll let you talk through this moment. Well, it's just, what do you do? That pit bull, whatever it is, <laughs> it's dragging it. That's yeah. That hurts. He tries yeah. the old hit, hit. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes back at him. Yeah. And his only weapon of choice is the tractor. Yeah. So he picks up the dog and impales it. Into the tractor. Into the tractor. So the dog is on the end. I was a bit upset by that. Can you, do, can you do the dog noise when it gets... Hit. I was a bit upset. I think I think, like, I think we should let's hear let's hear yours. Short, sharp, sharp. Nah, it's not. It was longer. It was like it gave it that. But you know, someone will have had to be in a dubbing studio yeah. and go. So it. what's happened? Okay, so your motivation is you're covered in shit. <laughs> yeah, a dog's attacking you, and then you're going to put it into a tractor and action. <laughs> the whole film just gives you bits to remember doesn't it it gives you bits to show its personality and kind of show this is what i am and this is what i'm gonna do like if you think of the key bits in it mm. it's it, it, so that it lives long in the memory isn't it i guess it's almost a comedy because you yeah. think how much shit can this guy but that's what makes me think through. that's why that writer's probably so skilled it's just on the edge isn't it all the time mm. but, but weirdly you think 
oh, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. He's yeah. covered in shit. Yeah. And he's driving a tractor. Then the next scene's a complete cut, isn't it? Because he wakes up in hospital. Yeah. Wakes up in a hospital, um, and the medic brings him some food in, and he says, is there anybody here for me? Because he thinks he sees Klaus's car in the car park, doesn't he? And the medic says, no, there's just the police, but I've told the police that you won't speak to them until you've had your breakfast. So he's like, bollocks. This is it. I've been caught. So they arrest him, but they arrest him as Uber, and they arrest him for the murder of the farmer, don't they? Yes. So he kind of thinks, well, right, this is nothing to do with me stealing the art, and this is nothing to do with Klaus. (laughs) And he kind of allows it. And as they're driving down a road... Um, the detective is getting another job through. And it's obviously, they're very sleepy detectives. One's come from Oslo and the rest are, you know, they're in the country. Well, it's like a one-horse town where nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of work that out on what the the people are saying on the... Yeah. Uh, on the. Uh, well, I love is the copper gives him a hard time in the car. Come on, say you did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, make this easy. Yeah, make I've this come easy. all the way from Oslo. I didn't, I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. There's been a truck stolen and the detective kind of says... I can see the truck. It's not been stolen. He's in it. He's driving towards us. He's lost his head. And he went, right, I'll stop the truck. He gets out of the car. And at this moment, Roger goes, I know exactly who's in that Mm. truck. The person who's in that truck knows who's in this police car. And this truck just belts it, doesn't it? Well, he's sandwiched in the back seat, middle seat, with the two guys. Who are... And he cannot move. Mm. He cannot move. I actually always do think, if we have a crash... Would I be all right? I think I'm all right. Well, you would be all right. You're not moving. Yeah. You can't move anywhere. And any sort of And he's seatbelted. Yeah, you're fine. I can't get out. There's nothing. Yeah. This truck completely piles in to this car and knocks it off the cliff and it goes flying and the car lands nose nose into the bottom of this cliff and cliff 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 richard cliff cliff yeah i did i did say cliff i did say cliff we'll put it on a mug shall we um (laughs) so cliffed that this car flies into the bottom of this cliff and they're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. There's blood Ooh, I tell you what, everywhere. When, when, it's when, his head isn't when on the rock. His head is smashed. Oh. Yeah, but you know when his head's smashed? My son goes to him. It'd be worse than that. I said, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. He's got no nose. He's no face. No face. I said, but like, I said, and then I, I have a little semi-argument with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how many people have you seen yeah. pushed off a cliff? No, it'd be worse than that, Dad. It'd be way worse. What, like, you're a doctor of autopsy. That's yeah. pretty bad. That's it's got no, no face. face. I mean, it's all got, it's gone in. <laughs> it's it's awful. Gone in. When you see it, it's good makeup, isn't it? Because when you see oh, it, you go, oh, oh, it looks like a potato that's been beaten. <laughs> it's awful. But that's also what the film does very well is it doesn't shy away from that. No. It goes, oh, let's not deal with that. Don't, don't put a bit of blood on. Yeah. Like, no, it's got to look absolutely smashed like you wouldn't know who it was. <laughs> and when Klaus comes down to check that Roger is dead, Roger does this thing where he's in all the pain in the world and he kind of takes the blood off the twins oh, he, he, and wipes he it on his face. He goes into their spleen and takes some blood and organs out and rubs it all over his face to appear dead and then does the... I mean, I wouldn't do this. I would. You're going to keep your eyes I'm going to look at him. I'm going. Okay, right, Colson, now. So, in the, hold on. In the film... Yep. 
the baddie he can't reach. looks into the car, can't reach, so looks into it. It's a very, very, very clever bit of the film. And he's trying to get Klaus, his nose. He's trying to, yeah, to tw- see whether he's dead. Klaus has got his eyes open. Yep. He keeps his eyes open that he's dead. How long was this scene? 30 seconds? Yeah. You ready? Right, you ready? 30 seconds. You can't blink. You've got to keep... But you've got to look dead yep. for 30 seconds. Okay. Yep. Colson, this is serious. Yeah. Now. Take this seriously. Okay? Jack, when, you whenever me, you're ready. You tell me when you're ready. But bear in mind... If you blink... You're dead. You're dead. Are you ready? Are you ready? Sweating. I'm ready. You're nervous. You're nervous. You're, you you're, you're nervous. You ready? Go. <laughs> no, wait, wait. No, you've got to... So do I have to say I'm ready? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can't just... But, no, hang you... on. You don't have to look at Ben. No, because I'll put... Your... Yeah. My face will make you laugh. You've got 30 seconds yeah. to not blink. Look yeah. straight ahead. Yeah. If you blink... You die. You're dead. Okay. Go. My eyes are what? <laughs> I'm crying. You've gone. You've gone. Nice to have known you anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but your eyes... Trap dog. And that's it for this week. Odd crowd. Yeah. He blinked. His eyes watered. He blinked. I don't... I mean, you've literally thrown me in at the deep end there. But, but yeah, but he was—he wasn't prepared for it, Colton. I mean, he ended an eyes open in case I get looked at by a killer. But I—I I genuinely think, from an actor's point of view, eyes open was a much better decision. Well, well you've just proved you isn't. Proved it wasn't. You're dead. We're me and Jack are fine. We're fine. <laughs> I can stay asleep for ages. I might have even died smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he—he he, get he escapes, didn't he? He changes his clothes with the guy who's got a smash face. Killer goes off, then he thinks, actually, this is perfect. They think I'm dead. Yeah. Killer thinks I'm dead. He just wants to know if his wife was in on it. Yeah. Doesn't he? You know, his life is in turmoil over the fact that he's stolen a piece of art, basically. And the underlining part of it all is, you know, my wife is having an affair with me, and is she part of the setup? Yeah. And that's what he doesn't know. So he goes to the only person that he thinks he can trust, which is the girl he's been having the affair with. And it turns out that she's the one who's in on it. And he says, is Diana in on this? Is, is, she, is she in? Uh, she's like, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he kills her often, he, straight away. Again, she comes at him with the knife. Yeah, yeah. And what like, do you do? He's got the gun and he's like, he fights her off and says, stop trying to wake me, stop trying to kill me. And she does stop. And then she says, look, I was in on it. Klaus wanted to get closer to you. Then when you didn't want to see me anymore, he then had to come up with a new plan. So he told the story about the painting, knowing Diana would tell you. He shoots her through his jogging bottom. Which is brilliant. I love that. Bang. Very good. That bit where he shoots that girl, his ex-girlfriend, is she says it's nothing to do with the painting. It's to do with he wants a job. Job, Mm. yeah. And you were going to stop him getting that job. We find out that he he hasn't actually left the rival company in Amsterdam, no, has he? No. He just needs this bit of technology that Pathfinders have got, so they've completely set it up so that he goes and gets yeah, this job. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he was going to basically be the CEO at both companies yeah. and fob Pathfinders off so that he could go and yeah. live this life 
where he gets everything and makes makes the so company he gives amazing. Talks to his wife, his wife gives him a credit card and says, yeah. "You've got as long as it takes to get out. We're kind of done." Doesn't doesn't she? That's what you think. Yeah. But then he 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 lets his guard down and he says why he didn't want yeah. to start a family yeah. because he couldn't imagine having a baby with her because he loves her so much and he didn't want to give her something that she would ultimately love more, more than yeah. she loved him yeah yeah it's a bit of a selfish thing to think like that but he does say that he, and he never talks about his affair i think he? no he doesn't he I, doesn't no he talks about his and he's going did you really no he does him? because yeah she says did uh did did you love her yeah so that, it does uh, come clean does about come everything clean. the ultimate test is he he goes back to where he's murdered he needs he gets Uber. Rid of the evidence yeah and he is getting rid of the evidence and he's kind of he's kind of cleaning up of his own back isn't he and then klaus walks in and it's that moment where klaus kind of says you thought she loved you well she doesn't she came to see me she's betrayed you and as an audience member you're like oh fuck like she's yeah we don't she's, know she's, yeah. she's 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 done him and then this is the part of the film that is inevitably so i mean the whole film's so clever but he gets him in a position where he can compromise the fact and make it look like he's killed hoover can't he yes because hoover's dead on the bed klaus walks in and's like what the fuck is going on here who's this guy yeah why is he dead why is the yeah. blood everywhere what's going on roger yeah. so he sort of just ignores that yeah and it just it get it tries to get him into a position where klaus is going to kill him yeah yeah and he wants him to fire his yeah. gun yeah and he does he gets his gun and he goes to shoot roger and as he shoots roger he doesn't die roger gets the uzi and sprays the room klaus goes down and he's like do you know what diana's done for me you've just proved that she loves me yeah because i got her to meet you today yeah. to change your bullets for blanks yeah because I knew you would come here yeah. with that gun, yeah. fire the blanks, and I've, I've no idea how many blanks she she managed to switch. Yeah, and he left the gun that he killed Uva with. Uva with, and Lottie. So yeah. he completely... He's got the murder weapon in his hand. He yeah. completely frames Klaus for absolutely everything. And, even more clever, he's activated the alarm... So one POV, the POV of Roger or even Uva, mm. is all filmed, which is Klaus dying, dying and shooting, shooting and being in the wrong. And Roger walks away a free man. So it looks like a classic standoff, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a very clever bit of writing. So before we get into rating the film, let's take a quick break and then we will come back with our ratings. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're back from the break. Jack, it is your film, so that means that you start us off. I've got to go 10. I've got to go 10 for this. I absolutely love it. I think I've seen it about five, six times now, this film, and every single time... I still get the same buzz out of it, and the twists are perfect. It seems like a perfect film. The writing's clever, the story, and he's just an everyday man. This is what I love about it. As far-fetched as it is, for some reason you think it would happen because he's an everyday bloke and you can put yourself in that shit situation. What would you do? You're constantly thinking, but what would you do? What would you do in that scenario? I have to go 10. I think the acting's superb. I love the guy who's Roger Brown, um, the hitman, his wife, everything about it. I really, really, really like it. I really, really like this film. Like I said, the pace of it is something that I just don't think I've ever quite had, you know. You sit down and you are entertained from start to finish. There is not one part of you that wants to take your eyes away from the screen. And whether that's the film, whether that's the script... I I don't know, but it perfectly engages you. Mm. The twists, the cleverness, it kind of does have absolutely everything. You know, you you sit and watch it and you want to be a Norwegian art thief. (laughs) Job sense. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it work. Well, I started off as Henry VIII, but I've I've changed now. I'd like to be a Norwegian art thief, if that's possible. (laughs) Yes, sir. I think we've got just the job for you. (sighs) 9.5. Ooh. And it's so close to being a ten, so close. It's, a it, it's Del- not because, a bit of shit but I know that you're not going to give it a ten. Ten, just to piss you. No, uh, I can see why you gave it a ten. I can see why it's good film. Do I like watching it? Yeah. Could I watch it again? And again? Yeah. Is it ten for me? No. Do I think it's a clever script? Yes. Do I think it's anything more than a kind of good romp for me? That's what it is. What's a romp? Like, I think the reason you can tell, the reason you can tell he's so successful is exactly what Jack said, is all the elements taken individually make no sense at all. A dead dog on a tractor, a man covered in shit, a guy with his face smashed off and surviving a cliff fall in between two Two big men. men. Uh, All of it shouldn't work, and all of it does work. But it's not a film I think is a 10 for me. Eight. Okay. So we've got a 10, 9.5, and an 8, which is 27.5, which is Ooh. is high. It's, it's in high. between Network and Greece. That's fair. 
take that. Anyway, for the first time ever in the audio studio, let's get the choir together. Jack's hidden gem of the week. Probably the best, that. The gem this week. Gem this week (laughs) is, um, funnily enough, it's a documentary that's the third documentary. So there is two that came out before it. It doesn't matter if you haven't seen the other two. It's basically... a The first documentary that came out is called Paradise yes, Lost. Yes, I thought that's what it was going to be. That's a, quite a long documentary. It's about three and a half hours long. And it's about three teenage boys that were accused of murdering three young boys in a wood in America. And there's a trial, and at the end of the trial, they get sent down, and they're on death row. The whole documentary is the trial. And the documentary sort of wants to make you sort of see how the injustice in that trial, the things that the police department did and uh, the DA did and everything like that. This new documentary uh, takes place when the boys are in prison for the murders and they're trying to get them out. It's called West of Memphis and it's available on YouTube, Amazon Prime... I think that's it. Wasn't the middle one on Netflix at one point? The middle one's not so good. The middle one, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Revelations or something like that. You don't need to watch the I middle one. I think I saw the, the West of Memphis one. West of Memphis one is really Which good. is the one with the Bob Dylan fundraiser song? That's the West of Memphis one, I think. That's, I don't think it's Bob Dylan. No, but it's it's these times are changing, isn't it? They have a massive fundraiser yes. to it's pay Eddie, for their court case, Eddie Vader is a... Uh, big supporter of them and they try and raise a lot of money to try and get them out of prison so that is the gem and it is time to find out what we are watching next week on sofa cinema club but we have some big news because next week sofa cinema club is going to look completely different to normal there is not going to be two episodes of sofa cinema club there is going to be Five episodes of Sofa Cinema Club. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We are banging out five episodes in honour of the Oscars. It's award season. Mm. And here at the Sofa Cinema Club, we're going to get our suits on and we are going to do some special Oscars episodes. We've got it all. Mm. We've got a special E.T. that is an Oscars film. We're going to talk about the best films that haven't won Oscars and we're also going to finish the week off with the very own Sofa Cinema Club Oscars. So there's a full week of Oscars-related content to come that you can only find on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts and we will be there waiting for you. So in doing so, next week's first episode, which is chosen by you guys at home, the audience had to be an Oscars film. So we put it out there on the Instagram for you to suggest your Oscars films. And we got Titanic. We did. Slumdog Millionaire. Chicago. Chicago. And... Dances with Wolves. That's a rum choice, isn't it? It's a rum do this week for the Oscar special, isn't it? We could have picked about a million brilliant films. So, Dances with Wolves lost out to Chicago, but only by 10%. So, there was only a couple of hundred votes in it. Mm. But then, in the other semi-final, it was an absolute landslide. Titanic versus Slumdog Millionaire. Well, which one do you think's won? 
What, Titanic? Titanic smashed it. Over 500 votes between them. Titanic smashed it with 67%. Which means the final was Titanic versus Chicago. And well, again, it was an absolute landslide. And the film that we are watching next week for you guys at home is Titanic. I'll never let go. So next week we are watching Titanic. It's an Oscars special week on Sofa Cinema Club. And if you want to get more Sofa Cinema Club, you can do. We've said it a few times, but we are now on Patreon. And if you want to check out our Patreon, where there is bonus Sofa Cinema Club, extra content, and it's really easy to interact with the three of us, all you've got to do is go on over to www.patreon forward slash Sofa Cinema Club, where you will find extra sofa cinema club so our newest members on patreon who are joining our film production company or cinema whatever you want it to be ah the lighting director is (laughs) tint see what i did there (laughs) and head of sound on boom i've got gavin broom Well, I've had to go Cheryl Salisbury. She's going, um, I'm, see, I'm running out of jobs. It's really cheating me off. Um, ice cream sales, but in the interval. <laughs> <laughs> in the interval. In the interval. Um, Art director, Simon Wilson. Oh, I thought you were going to leave that for Ben, seeing as that's Ben's best mate. No, but head of makeup, we've got Sophie Mule. Ah, now, this is funny, isn't it, here? Ellie and Callum. Mm. We, we, I've said about this Not last sure week. About Sharing this. a Netflix there. I'm going to put them on the one job, but I'm going to put them on tickets. Ooh. You see? Not great. Not great. Not great, because they're sharing it. Yeah. If they if they weren't sharing it, they'd yeah. get a great job. they got great Get projectionists yeah. all day yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellie and Callum are tickets. Tickets. <laughs> um, Lauren Padley. What's she doing these days? Extra. Ooh, Lauren. Yeah. Talking extra. No, no, no. No, just no, no, Just walk. Essay. Yeah. Walking. 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 No talkie. Walkie. <laughs> and head of lot security, we have got Cheryl Salisbury. I did it. We've done it every week. Cheryl's on. Cheryl's on the selling the ice creams midway. So uh-huh. Literally, you've got a two-second memory. You look at it and go... Ooh, well, that <laughs> that is all of our newest members who have joined us on Patreon this week. As always, thank you for joining. And you know what to do if you want to be the next person in the cinema or in the production company, whatever you want. You know how to do it. We're back on Monday for Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial Oscars Special. Until then, good night, God bless. Good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 